Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Ella Korth. We recorded this in February during the Oli Old Time Festival in Olympia, Washington. Thanks to everyone who came out to Earful in the parlor last Saturday. It was a real pick-me-up to be around that many people, even over Zoom. Also, thanks to everyone who came to my Old Town School of Folk Music-hosted banjo workshop that same day. I'm teaching another one this Saturday, May 2nd, from 1 to 2.30 p.m. Central Time. This time, I'm teaching single string claw hammer how to use down and up picking to get more clarity when playing consecutive notes on the same string, all without breaking the claw hammer motion. If that sounds interesting to you, follow the link in the show notes and register. All right, enough business. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with this week's guest. Here's my interview and jam with Ella Korth. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Ella Korth, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Where'd you learn how to play Duck River? Um, Where'd you learn how to play Duck River like that? <laughs> I well, I heard it like at Fiddle Tunes one year when I went uh, with the teacher who I'm staying with right now, and then I heard Brittany Haas's version and yeah. just listened to that on repeat. So it's kind of a blend of hearing it in different places. How long have you been going to Fiddle Tunes? Uh, I went. I started going about three years ago. Yeah. And absolutely loved it and I've been back a few times since. Now uh, you're gonna pick up a guitar in a little bit here and I noticed that the word Korth, the name Korth is on the headstock of the guitar and that's your last name and I was wondering if if that was a coincidence <laughs> or if you could explain that. I think not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up with bluegrass musicians as parents. Um, my dad, Craig Korth, is a luthier as well and bluegrass banjo player. And he, I grew up helping him in the shop build instruments. Wow. And yeah, we built this when I was 14. We built, I, it was time for me to upgrade. I got into guitar when I was 12 and yeah. had kind of a burner guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was, yeah, a whole other, yeah. I had just a, like a beginner guitar and then I was really into it. So when I was 14, we decided to build a guitar and built this one, which I'm super happy with. Um, it's a Martin OM, a copy of a Martin OM. And since then, well, it took a winter to build that. And since then, I've been helping him in the shop build arch tops and ukuleles and, um, yeah, just an extra pair of hands, I guess. You must get along with him. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you went through the entire process of making a guitar with him. I don't know if I could have done that with my folks when I was 14. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was tedious at some points, yeah. but it worked out. Yeah. 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 I also think it's it's noteworthy that you uh, like traditional music and you play old time and bluegrass and your parents do it. Sometimes when uh, our parents have interests, we like to dislike their interests. Yeah. How uh, How is it that... I'm asking honestly for myself because I'm trying to get my kids into playing old time music and I want to know uh, how to how to do it right. So mm. that's sort of the podcast within the podcast is me yeah. interviewing how to not <laughs> make my kids hate music. Um, well, I felt like I was never forced to play it. I took okay. fiddle. I did. I did take Suzuki fiddle lessons as a or violin lessons as a child. Were you forced to do Suzuki? Yes. And yes. I hated it, and okay. so I rebelled. So I took that. I started when I was, I think, six years old, and took four or five years of Suzuki um, and it was violin. Pulling teeth it was time. pulling teeth yeah. the whole time. Why? Why did you um, dislike it so much? I don't know. I because I love the sound of the fiddle. I wanted to play fiddle. I just didn't I didn't enjoy it I didn't enjoy my lessons and I didn't enjoy the music that I was learning yeah and I don't know I just wasn't in the place where I wanted to do that so then I stopped taking fiddle I think when I was nine years old and just didn't play any music and then when I was 12 I was like oh wait I kind of want to learn some blues on guitar <laughs> dad can you teach me did and you start to get the blues when you were 12 yeah a little bit. I think that's about when I started getting no. it, <laughs> to the extent that I've yeah. had it. <laughs> it's a little taste of it. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of got into it and 
I just saw that people were having fun playing it. It's like, oh, this is a challenge that I want. Who did, who did you see having fun playing it? Um, well, I've been kind of towed along to a few festivals with my parents. Which and ones? I went to Fiddle Tunes once when I was younger. Okay. But mainly bluegrass festivals. Um, just, or like concerts. Yeah. And not a lot of festivals at that point, but just involved in music and my dad was in a, my parents actually were in a, a band at that point so they would practice at my house so there's music a lot yeah. around when I was growing up um, but then I got into it and then I started I was like I need to learn the blues and then I wanted to learn Here Comes the Sun I found this super cool video and it was way way out of my skill uh -huh. range level and so I think it almost took me a year to learn how to play Here Comes the Sun. But after I learned it, and I just, I think my dad realized that I, he was the one who taught me. He realized that I was not, was getting bored doing scales, didn't want to do any of that. Yeah. So we just like tackled this one song and I pretty much learned everything I know from that one song. Yeah, which, I mean, that sounds like, it's, it's music theory as a song, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, you can kind of learn everything from playing that song. And it has like, alternating bass lines and just a whole bunch we learned a really like a really great version and somehow that was what I needed at the time I needed a really big challenge yeah. I was just ready for that so I got into it that way and so I didn't really get into bluegrass and old time right away and then I kept going to festivals with my parents and my parents took over Nimble Fingers Bluegrass Festival in an old time festival in BC yes and did that for a few years they just re like pass it on to new people so this will be the first summer they're not doing it but they did that for the last seven years so then i grew up going to that and really got into it and Very had good. a ton of fun jamming um so yeah i've heard a lot about nimble fingers that's like a interdisciplinary trad music camp right bluegrass and old time it's just those two yeah okay yeah so you can it's two weeks in august two you, weeks it's two one-week okay. sessions, but you can. I, I went for two weeks every year. Wow! Um, and then you just you take a week of whatever bluegrass or old-time instrument. Yeah. Um, you take classes, and then on the weekend there's a festival. So that really got me into it. Yeah. Um, Would you say that like seeing your peers playing it was incentive? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, was it like? Was it like competitive? Was there like drama and stuff? Like, <laughs> you don't have to name any names. I'm just like curious. Like, uh, yeah, going to music camps and like yeah. the other like fiddle kids and stuff. Like the other fiddle kids. Yeah. Um, I noticed that a little bit at fiddle tunes when I was younger, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I was kind of in my own world. Mm. I got really competitive with myself. Good. Um, <laughs> but I didn't really notice that as much. But it was definitely, see, I would just, um, I felt like I could play it if I wanted to. I didn't have to, but it was seeing how much fun everyone else was having yeah. that really got me into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm fun. I want to have fun. Yeah. Like, I want to do that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what else should we play? Do you want to do this in order? Should we do Cindy next? <clears throat> sure. Okay, yeah. great. All right, I, yeah, ready? Cindy.
come home, Cindy, Cindy, I'll marry you this we were trying to decide whether I was going to sing Cindy or not because you uh, didn't want to commit to having to sing Cindy <laughs> every time <laughs> and uh, I'm glad that that's what we decided on because it was like a fun eye contact game that whole time are you going to say Cindy I don't know <laughs> who's the song about it's a lawless land yeah yeah hmm. <laughs> okay let me let me change keys real quick, and then I have some more questions to ask you. Sounds good. In the key of B flat. I'm ready. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But before we do that, so how long have you been playing music in a professional capacity? How long have you been doing it not just for fun or at camps, but like playing for, for people um, as a performer? Not very long. Okay. I've just dabbled in it. I'm really just getting started. Um, well, that's exciting. Yeah. And I'm sure terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. But yeah. also, yes, at times terrified. Um, I played 
in high school. So I graduated, I graduated high school in 2018. So I played in high school with my friend and we played in a duo. Her name's Talal McBriar. And we played a little bit, we dabbled performing a little bit. So that kind of got me out there playing, but only, I don't know, only a little bit. So a lot, most of the time I've spent is like just either jamming with people or yeah. practicing on my own. Um, so actually coming down for Oli Old Time is a big step for me. Yeah. So I, I taught at it two years ago. I mm -hmm. taught um, banjo and guitar, but I didn't perform. So I'm performing for the first time as a solo set, or like as a solo act. Um, yeah, I'm really excited, but I, it's not, I haven't done this much, so just getting into it. I think you're saying you just recently <laughs> went on some kind of tour, though, mm -hmm. didn't you? Yeah. Um, my friend and I, Talal, we, in April, I think, in Canada, I'm Canadian, um, there's Via Rail train, which you can take the train across Canada, and they have the Artists on Board program where they have performers play for the passengers. Wow. So... Man, Canada's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> the Home Roots tour and the yeah. Artists on Board shoot. <laughs> yeah, okay. There are some gems. Yeah. Yeah, so we applied for that and took the train. We started in Halifax, um, and we performed along the train. We performed three sets a day in exchange for train fare, and we got the whole package. So we, we stayed in a cabin and yeah. meal plan and everything, wow. which is amazing. And we went from Halifax all the way to Vancouver, so across all of Canada. And I'm from Canada, but hadn't done a lot of traveling. Yeah. I mostly kind of came to the States when I travel, especially play music sure. because or go to festivals. Um, so it was really cool to go, and I spent some time on the East Coast a little bit. And then, yeah, took the train all the way back and saw it all the southern provinces and met so many people and awesome. it was incredible. Wait, how far up north are you in BC? I'm not very north. I'm just like, I actually live 45 minutes from the border. Okay. So yeah, uh, I'm from so Nelson. So you really haven't gotten to see Halifax? Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. Um, You're from where? I'm from Nelson, BC. Nelson. It's like four hours, three hours north of Washington, okay. or of Spokane, sorry, Washington, yeah. like straight up there. Um, and it's really interesting. I mostly, I grew up in Western Canada playing American music. So yeah. I got to go to North Carolina last year and go like to the, I felt like I was in the, <laughs> the mecca of yeah. <laughs> the center of like bluegrass and old time. They like Canadians. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> Sometimes they like Canadians more than they like uh, people from Oregon, for instance. <laughs> I met a lot of Southerners who like me, but in general, there's like, there's, I, I feel like there's some kind of kinship mm. between, between Canadians and, and uh, Appalachian folks. I don't know if you I, experienced no, that No, I all. definitely yeah. felt very welcomed. I don't yeah. know, yeah, what it's like to be from Oregon, but at least from my perspective, I felt very welcome, and it was really awesome. Yeah. I traveled with Maggie Teachout, um, and we went and visited Alice Gerard in oh, North cool. Carolina. And this is like a pilgrimage yeah. for you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I went, so I kind of like did bluegrass on old time, went to IBMA um, for the first time in Raleigh. It's like International Bluegrass Music Awards, but the festival there so, like, was just a whole different experience than, I guess, playing music in Western Canada, playing yeah. music from North Carolina and Virginia in... In it. Yeah, in North Carolina. So that was really cool. Um, 
and we visited Joseph de Cosimo and just went and visited a whole bunch of people, which was really interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, should we transition from talking about that very pleasant time to talking about uh, <laughs> the opposite, <laughs> to singing about the opposite? Am I in tune with you? Great. Yeah, perfect. So this is Hard Times Come Again No More by Stephen Foster. Thank you. 
cabin door Stephen Foster. <laughs> he's got a he's got a troubling legacy, but that song is good. That one I'll keep. That one's really good. <laughs> he nailed it that time. <laughs> never never gets old. At least for me. People play that a lot in the bluegrass community, huh? Not as much really? as I would have thought. Cause it's I love this song, but and I always knew about it, but I was listening to I don't know. It just came up on my recommended one day when I was listening to it. Yeah. Um, music. It's like I have to learn this. Why isn't this played more? Yes, yeah. it's an amazing song. It's a very empathetic song. Mm -hmm. Sort of perfectly matches up with his good intentions and the things that he knows about to sing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful melody and yes. Mm -hmm. You have then a lot, a fair amount of experience teaching at this point. You've you've gotten an early an early start. <laughs> At teaching because you've taught at Oli and have you taught at fiddle teens as well I have not so oh. Oli's kind of been uh, my intro I don't know I've just dabbled in a little bit at Oli old time and yeah. I occasionally teach lessons back home or just uh, and then I taught a few workshops at nimble fingers just casually yeah. but I'm just getting into it but I really love it yeah um, I really enjoy teaching and I'm quite excited about it. What what have you been what have you been teaching? Um, content wise. Content wise. Yeah. What are your workshops? Give us a teaser. <laughs> well, so far I've taught like just straight ahead beginner guitar, bluegrass guitar, um, and beginner banjo, climber banjo, um, and intermediate of both. And I like helped. Or I sat in on a few harmony workshops um, to like help with harmony singing. But I'm teaching a different type of workshop at Oli Old Time this year, which I'm quite excited about. About uh, mostly geared to people who are playing by themselves with guitar and like guitar and vocals, and yeah. trying to add more melody and kind of break away from just strumming and maybe well be able to back yourself up and maybe throw some melodies in there yeah. and just add another layer to the song, which I don't know. I love doing. That's one of my favorite parts about playing music. You do it very effortlessly. I, when you take a break on the guitar, I at no point see, it doesn't seem like there's some sort of wheels turning where you're like, okay, time to go into solo mode. You're just like, here we go. <laughs> like <laughs> now this is happening. Yeah. And uh, when I try to do that, um, I get very stressed out. <laughs> so maybe I should go to this workshop. <laughs> when is it? It's Saturday, I think. I'm not sure what time. Yeah. I will let you know. Okay. Um, I'll see yeah. if I can make it. I got to teach two on Saturday, but maybe I'll <laughs> stick around or come early for that. Hmm. Yeah, well, I, I, I feel like 
guitar for me is more a voice than my voice that makes sense i didn't mm. get into singing really until last year and i have never performed singing lead by myself really so i when i played with my friend and we did the train across canada and when i played with her i always just either played instrumental like did the instrumental part and sung harmonies yeah. sang harmonies um so it took me a long time to get into singing. So I kind of spent all that time focused on guitar and trying to find melodies and yeah. what I was hearing in my head, trying to translate that. So I feel very comfortable. Or I just, I love trying to figure stuff out on guitar mm. while playing chords and just, yeah. Singing's vulnerable, isn't it? Yeah, it took me a while to yeah. kind of get my nerve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that makes sense. You do sing like someone who's uh, grown up with constant singing around mm. her. <laughs> I mean, that's not to undercut the struggle of like putting yourself out there and singing, but um, but goodness gracious, you have a lovely voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. It's I I like I kind of I'm happy with the way the order of how it worked out it was not intentional, but yeah. I got into singing later. But I feel like. Um, I don't know. I had spent so much time just trying to like be as authentic as I can on guitar, and so singing was just kind of a natural extension of that. I just was like, okay, now I just have to sing. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like, there's no sound that I was trying to go for, so I was so focused yeah. on guitar. So I just like, okay, well, I'm just gonna sing the notes that I hear. I don't know. So I'm just trying to like just be me as much as I can. Yeah. That makes sense. No, I think that's great because, uh, well, for a lot of reasons, I mean, being yourself is important, <laughs> but, um, but also I, in, in my, this is like anecdotal. So I don't know if this is actually true mm -hmm. or ring true for others, but I feel like, uh, young women are often, they're often encouraged, like they're encouraged to sing over being an instrumentalist. Mm -hmm. And like, this is where your value is to be the vocalist in this group, um, which I think is, I want to be sensitive about this because there are so many, because the voice is an instrument. Well, it's one it's a, part of many, but it seems like it's the part that it's encouraged. It's one, yeah. yeah there's of, something feminine coded about singing mm -hmm. and uh, there's some, there seems to be some sort of like cultural block sometimes against mm -hmm. um, uh, women like, I don't know. They're like not encouraged to uh, be instrumentalists. And I think it's really neat that your journey is starting with guitar and like, this is my voice. And mm -hmm. now, and I feel like you're doing it in, in reverse as like uh, the, um, the template for a lot of folks. And yeah. I think that's cool. I think it, I think it really worked out for me. I think if I would have started with singing first, I would have just, a singer sure for whatever reason i just didn't want to sing I was like nobody can make me sing i'm just gonna play guitar yeah <laughs> um but that i think really did me a lot of favors and really got me into guitar and like okay i'm an instrumentalist yeah like i identify as an instrumentalist and then afterwards i'm like okay i can throw a little bit of singing in there um and i think that was a big game game changer for me just yes yeah I, yeah, starting out as an like trying to become an instrumentalist instead of trying to become a singer, yeah. I think opened a lot of doors for me. So. And I also coming back to instrument like, I think 
I grew up and my dad was an instrumentalist and yes. I kind of got competitive. I was like, oh, I want to do that. I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. Oh, really? And so it like definitely fueled the fire. Interesting. Competitive yeah. with your dad. Yeah. But don't tell him that. Okay. Um, oh, this is off record? <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Not competitive with my dad, but it was just like, no, he can do it. Like, I, I can do it. Why aren't I doing it? And yeah. Then, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't really competitive with my dad. It just it made me more competitive with myself yeah. like, Or hold myself to a higher standard. Yes, because I was witnessing Yes, know, yeah hmm. Other, Yeah, that's cool that you responded that way sometimes People respond to their parents like it's just frustrating because they're already at this They've already put in all this work and it mm -hmm. just seems like it's effortless to them and it's like well, I guess like I'll never get there you know, and then they like say, well, I'm going to carve out my own space in something else. Yeah. And I think it's cool that you're like, no, I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny to look back on it because I didn't really think about it. But now looking back. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah.
Fast and loose with the, with that one. There's so many notes. It's like a box so piece. Notes. Also, <laughs> like, wait, I started playing the B part, but it's the A. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, they're almost the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I liked the journey we went on. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm at peace with it. If you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we and we stopped at the same time. <laughs> Pump the brakes at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So you are. You are debuting as performing, teaching, musician, yeah. uh, podcasting, podcasting. <laughs> yes, you're, yeah. you're making the rounds, yeah. uh, and you will have a website up by the time this is released. And I'm going to say what that is in the outro because yeah. that's when we'll know what the URL is, as well as all the social media things. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming that's how people should follow you. Yeah. And yes. contact you to hire you for everything. Yes. Great. I would love to be hired for everything. Yes. And contacted for everything. Yes. <laughs> so if you're listening yeah. to this and you have a thing that you hire people for, hire Ella to do it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. And she'll come do this over there. It's that easy. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for yeah. giving a little bit of your only old time to, to this. Yeah, well, yeah. thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. And now I can say I've been on the podcast. Now you can. Yeah. <laughs> so for this last song, you're going to play a solo piece. What are you, you going to play for us? I'm going to play Pretty Fair Maid in the Garden, which is an old ballad from the British Isles. Um, and I'm going to play it in open tuning. I was noodling around one day and decided to tune my guitar into... Well, essentially double C, but because of more strings, triple C, like banjo tuning. Yeah. Um, and just try and fiddle around there and see how it felt. And I f figured out the melody for the song in that tuning and really loved it. And part of, in my workshop, what I'm going to talk about, at least for me, when I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to add. Yeah. Um to kind of back myself up while still yes. playing chords like melody wise on guitar. I sometimes will figure it out in a different tuning to kind of break out of my shell or break out of like my habits and yes. then figure that out in back in standard oh, tuning. So I actually, that's how I figured out what I would normally play on Hard Times Come Again No More. Yeah. Figured it out in drop D and it's like, oh, it sounds awesome in drop D, but I need to capo at like the right. 11th fret. <laughs> it's like that doesn't work right now mm. like that's not what I want to do so I figured that out in standard tuning but it's it's a lot different than what I would have normally played um but I find it really helps me be more creative Great. so this one I didn't actually switch it back to standard tuning because I like it in this tuning but yeah that's for the for the nerds listen the guitar nerds listening at home well, yeah will you tell us what the notes are as if you were as if you weren't capoed at the three um it is um, D, C, G, C, G, I think, C. Yeah, just like a, okay, cool. Yeah. Just like a, the, the banjo tuning, awesome. Uh, I first heard Tim O'Brien's version. I love Tim O'Brien, he's one of my favorite artists. And then was just looking more into this song and it's got a lovely story. 
Visit Ella's website linked in the show notes, take a look around, and if you're a pandemic-era online festival or music camp organizer, hire Ella because you just heard how good she is. You can register for my single-string claw hammer workshop this Saturday with the Old Town School of Folk Music at their website, oldtownschool.org. You can support Get Up In The Cool at patreon.com slash getupinthecool, and you can buy Get Up In The Cool merch by following the link in this episode's show notes. Make sure to like and follow Get Up In The Cool on Facebook so you can see the video I posted from this episode and share it with the world. Check out pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional banjo series, and check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set. It's available in all the same places as Get Up In The Cool. Everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up In The Cool.